Okay, welcome back, everyone. We are here talking about the Blake group. Um, in this group, we have Rockford, Huntsville, Clearwater, and Detroit. So, man, we talked about how good last group was. This group's maybe just as good. Um, so, Jesse was just like, oh, my goodness, this group's crazy. So, Rockford brought in the 42-32 class, replacing the 11-28 class. Um, and they just keep reloading this team. Uh you know, uh, they they bring back four starters. All they lose is um, Peter Blake and then uh, Wesley Butts, um, one of the guys off the bench. And they bring in Rowdy George, um, a defensive um, defensive player, Wade Johnson, kind of a do-it-all do uh, type of player that can pass, rebound. Um, and Isaac Tucker. So I really like this team. Um they didn't need to bring in scoring. You still have yeah. Bates. You still have Mendoza. Kurtz is a defensive anchor. I'm really interested to see, you know, how how this team moves forward, what they do, how they how they how they put this lineup together. Um, what do you think about this team? So, first, I look at their freshman class, and I, I like that ranking. You know, forty two thirty two is a class number you'd you'd love to get any day of the week, right? Um, I don't see it when I look at their stats. They're a bunch of mid-sized guys, but it's kind of no defense showing there. Everyone's under 12 points per game. Nobody really um, – nothing really stands out except they all pass pretty well. Yeah. But then I look at their returning players. They didn't even need to bring anything in. You know, they, they returned two junior guards. Now they get a pair of senior guards. One is an exceptional ball handler in floor general. The other is an exceptional volume scorer. And uh, their front court, uh, power forward and center, were a couple of freshmen last year that are coming up to be ju- uh, sophomores. And they're all over the place. Uh, Double-double machines, the both of them. Tons of defensive plays. Um, so, And they had a guy, I look at Joseph Stroman off the bench. Per 30, he was scoring 20 points a game on 66% total shooting off the bench. So they got five guys they can trust already. So I, I don't know if this freshman class plays in or not. I don't know if they need to play into the, the game plan this year. Um, yeah. They, yeah, they have a roster put together. For sure. If I remember right, Rowdy George was a guy that was kind of like a – I forget exactly his ratings, but I think he was something yeah. like um, fair, excellent, good – Fair, excellent, excellent, or something like that. Wow, something along okay. those lines. So he could be like a really stud. Um, he could like, be a yeah, a stud, like a, uh, glue, a glue guy or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which right. would which would work out well with their uh, with their team. Um, but yeah, actually, I pulled it up. He's excellent scouted. Uh, fair. Oh, sorry. He's he's fair, fair plus, excellent, excellent, good, and he's really smart too. So he. I, you know he's he's he can rebound and then Wade Johnson, um, if I remember right, let's see, I'm trying to pull it up here. Sorry, what's Wade's last name? Johnson, yeah, J O H N S O N. Yep. So he was fair scouted, fair fair, good good excellent, um, and he's also a smart guy. So, you know, those are guys that um, can really help him. He could he could easily slide one of those guys into the. Uh, um, small forward role, and yeah. they would thrive, I would guess. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, and maybe they save Strowman for the bench then just to keep him as that uh, that microwave player. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this team's always good. I feel like Mendoza could have a bigger role if he wanted to. He only scored 14 points, 9.9 rebounds. He might even fit better at um, center because he had 9.9. Uh, he had more rebounds than um, than Ethan Kurtz did, um, even though he's an inch shorter. But, you know, it's hard to... It's hard to argue with the team that finished number two overall ranked last year. <laughs> yeah, you gonna coach him up for him? <laughs> I get it. Yeah, so um, this this is a really good team. His out of conference games, you know, he's got Salt Lake City, he's got Dearborn, so he should have he'll have a tough schedule. So I'm excited to see what happens. Let's yeah, look. I I do like them to play well though. I, I think uh, I think they have all the tools. So sorry, go right ahead. Yeah, so next up we got Huntsville. Coached by Coach Boardman, he brought in the sixty-three eighty-nine class, replacing the um. I got eighty-two, 82 one, yeah, 80, 82-121 class. Uh, he brought in some. He brought in some height. He got Joel Hickman, twelve points a game, ten point five um, rebounds, two assists. I really like him. Uh, Parker Perro, um, a six-seven shooter that scored twenty-two points a game. Uh, on uh, 61.9% true shooting. They only lost one player. They're 6'8 power forward slash backup um, center. Um, so they should they should really have their whole team back and they add some, uh, some more firepower to uh, play with. So I'm excited for them. What do you think of this team? Yeah, so... Like you said, not losing too much. They had sort of a fringe bench slash starter guy that graduated. Otherwise, I love a point guard who scores and passes and takes care of the ball well enough. So Colton Wilson, even though he's a little undersized at six one, he's a real aggressive player. Yeah, and uh, you always in close games you want a scoring point guard, right? Because they always end up with those touches, taking the extra free throws, getting the quick shots at the end of a game. So having a tool like that is is really a, a good solver in the crunch time when you when you get close games. Um the question is they were undersized last year. It yep. kind of didn't hurt them because they shot better. Uh they had a sort of a decent strength of schedule number 73. Yeah. But and they uh, made the Elite Eight. So, oh, for sure. And, yeah. and now they're undersized, though, and they kind of compensated by shooting better than the opposition. Um, yeah. Does getting Joel Hickman 6'10", over 10 rebounds a game, does that step up? Does that take them up a level? Um, do you think they make room in the starting lineup for him? I think they have to. Yeah. So there's a guy I really like in this lineup. It's Alan Banda. So right, 17.8 points and 11 rebounds, three assists. Two blocks, and look at this: four free throws a game from the center position. That is so hard to do. That is especially so at hard. that size, right? Yeah. yeah, man, I would love to see him play on the wing. Um, I, and you know, maybe he's more of a maybe he's more of a power forward, or but yeah. man, I'd love to see him. See how many can he get if he plays shooting guard? You know, how many free throws can he get? And it's like okay. Charles Maloney's pretty good too. He's not, he, I mean, he's a solid player, plays his role, plays it well. But I'd like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like he, I feel like he has some untapped potential because he's been playing as an undersized center. 
I agree. And it, the great thing is this is a lineup full of passers, right? They're, they have a small forward who's dishing seven assists a game mm-hmm. along with that point guard who who is the double threat. So it feels like if you take a good shooter, you can put them anywhere next to these guys and they'll be, yeah. they'll be good opportunities. Yeah. So I'd like, so maybe, yeah, maybe move uh banda down to power forward um, or small forward, you know, uh, Perro right. Perro could fit in there at the shooting guard or small forward keep uh keep Sun in and then Hickman I mean I feel like you could start yeah both Perro and Hickman I feel like Hickman would really help their team just having a big guy like that um right. starting so we'll see what happens but I really like this team I think they got a shot to knock off you know anyone you look at their schedule they have you know, clear water but then you got Detroit Lubbock Carlsbad Clemson and then you finish with Rockford that game versus Rockford is going to be important there at the last game. Yeah, and there's a chance for them to get hot through those middle games and carry yep. some momentum up against Rockford. They'll need it. For sure. But all those games are rivalry games. He asked, he asked for those games. So, um, <laughs> you know, those are those are games that you got to – yeah, you got um, to try and bring your best. And, you know, anything can happen in those rivalry games. Let's look at – um, Clearwater, the Sit Rockers, they're the number seven team overall. They're fresh off the PNT, the PTT championship. So right. um, he kind of got spurned a little bit, make, missing the NTT just barely. He was one of the last teams, I think, to miss the NTT. Um, but, you know, he, he ended up winning the PNT, the PTT. Sorry, I, I keep on trying to end, end in there. <laughs> he brought in the 3154 class, replacing the 98140 class. Um, he lost. He loses Dustin White, who was okay for him, but not overly, um, overly important for him. He's got Patricio Singleton, the point guard. He looks like he looks like a really good point guard that could do some things for him. Very similar player in Stephen Schultz, just shoots a little better, I think. Um, so either of those guys could play point guard, I would guess. Uh, yeah, I'm interested to see what he does, how he figures it out. Um, maybe moves Mitchum down to shooting guard, even though Mitchum is a solid point guard. Any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, so Clearwater's real problem in life is is the Jackson Five, right? In their conference games, uh, this this is an NTT caliber team, but they they have trouble. That the rest of the conference isn't very good, so they always end up suffering. If they, if they take a loss or two in the PNTT, that really puts them on rocky footing to get into the NTT. So I think like Coach JD knows what's on the line. Um, he got a taste of it last year when they when they didn't make the NTT. Uh, that's probably sitting really heavy on his mind. Yeah. I think I think he's gonna go nuts here. I think, you know, if if you look at the schedule, they get some opportunities in the middle of the lineup. Uh, they start really tough, but oh boy, they got three really tough games. Yeah, uh, I don't think it matters though. I think I think JD knows that he just has to come out and win. Um, the question is, do these players have what it takes? And I think the answer is yes. I mean, he has top twenty-five classes littered up and down the lineup. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think there's, I think there's something here. Um, you can, you can try to go position by position, but I really think that this team is just going to have a fire under them. I think they, they just need to play well because they know what's at stake if they can't get some momentum earlier in their season. They, they might make the big dance again. Yeah, for sure. So I think Singleton or Schultz could play point guard with, or Campbell guard with Mitchum, and okay. leave the rest of them this. 
but you know he's he's got some team. He's he's lacking a little height. He is lacking a little height, but sure. he's got talent, and he and he's a talented coach. This guy knows how to win. Um, I expect him to get the most out of his the most out of his team, but you know, um, yeah, the P the PT the PNTT is no joke. I mean, no. you just as we as, as we've went through these teams, it's pretty obvious that the best teams in league 31 play in the PNTT. That's that, that, <laughs> that that's, that's the takeaway. Yeah. That, that, it's just obvious, you know? Um, so, you know, it, and yeah, the, I mean, you got teams like, you got teams like Clearwater who are the third seed in their bracket of four <laughs> who, you know, they, they have a chance to win the NTT. <laughs> like they're that good. So yeah, and you got teams that are planning on that are, that are conference favorites. That it's like yeah. I don't know where we're gonna get a win in the PNTT. They're you know? they're the they're the fifth best recruited team in the league. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's, I mean, he's got some talent. I'm excited to see what he can do, and I believe in Coach JD. He's one of the best coaches out there, uh, hands down. So, yeah, I, th- I think they lock- compensate for their lack of their size, and they they overperform in this bracket. But we'll talk about that at the end. Okay, so let's look at the next team. We got the Detroit uh, Dune- Dundane, coached by Coach Ike. He lost the twenty one fifty three class, and he brings in the two fifty three two fifty three class. So I'm guessing three walk ons. Um, right. Luckily for him, only one of those players was starting. I'm not exactly sure why. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm not exactly sure why, but only one was starting. And uh, so I'm not sure who he's going to put in there into the starting lineup to replace Michael August. But, uh, you know, he's got he's got a couple players in there. You know, potentially Andrew Pincock could uh, get a little more play. Uh, I think he's a... He's a decent player who shot really, really efficiently last year yeah. from the backup shooting guard position. So maybe he fits in there. Yeah. And he thought, and you know, you got Samuel Bozeman who did shoot right. very efficiently um, for 21.3 points, just didn't get the ranking that they were hoping for. Yeah. You know, for all the talent they don't appear to have with the, with these triple digit class rankings, they shoot the lights out. They're 55% true shooting as a team. And they're led by those guys that were freshmen last year. Um, that's yeah. like 35, 36 points a game on over 56% true shooting. So they, they brought in another guy who shoots a light out in Bozeman. Now we're kind of running out of guard spots, right? <laughs> because we got three guys under six, five, who all want to get on the court and take fit to take 20 plus shots. Um, so I, I don't know if he's going to try to play super small ball uh, and, and take Charles Jones, who's six, five and make him play power forward this year. Um, that, that I'm sure that would get ugly quick, but if they're going to, if they're going to hit everything and maybe even crank up their three point shooting a little bit, can, you know, they can, they can scare some people, right? Yeah. They could pull some upsets they can and, you drop know, 90 points. And luckily for them, you know their their tough games are really in the uh, in the exhibition games. You know you got Rockford, Huntsville, Manassas. Then it, like, Acoma and Culver City are winnable games, and then you got Clearwater to finish it off. You know they could scare some teams and you know end up sure. two two and one going into the regular season, which in their conference they need it. Yeah, you you could make they, some you could make help. some noise. You know you got to win your conference, and the PNTT is going to help him um, get ready for his conference. You know. Right. Cool. So 
Yeah, who do you got, who do you like to win? You you kind of alluded to it, but yeah. Whew, yeah, no, I I like Clearwater. Um, I don't think so. This is one of the teams where where I think it's an exception, and size doesn't play against them because they're three six eight guys that they play up front play kind of like this three-man weave on the inside and they still yeah. rebound really well i mean their small four gets seven rebounds a game which is a big number um and they're plus 7.5 on rebounding even though they don't have a huge shooting advantage in terms of field goal percentage or true shooting percentage um they look small and they play really big and but they have all the talent of a small team so i i like clearwater i think they need it i think jd does not want to settle for the ptt again and I think this is where he proves what kind of team he has. Yeah. And I think they're going to run into some trouble with Rockford just because yeah. not only do they have size, but they can score with that size. Mendoza is a really solid player. And he yeah. is, that guy is a scorer, you know. And in Huntsville, you know, for, for, and I mean, there's just so much. <laughs> I could see it going, yeah. I, you know, I mean, I, I feel like we're kind of, you know, we, I think naturally we want to go to the uh, Rockford Clearwater game. You know, we want to we want to talk about that because it's right. it's fun and it's it's big. But Huntsville has, uh, I mean, they have uh, Banda. Who, I mean, yeah. this guy. Th- I think this will be his coming out party. You know, um, he's gonna he's gonna really show show prove some stuff. And uh, so I'm excited to see what happens. I don't know exactly what will happen. I think I'm going to go Rockford, uh, but I could see it going all three ways. I agree. Um, You're right. I'm, I'm leaning away from Huntsville, but that's because they're not like in the blue blood elite yet, but maybe this is the year they prove they belong. So, Yeah, I think that coach is really underrated. He's done a really good job with that team. Yeah, agreed. All right, so who do you like? Uh, who are some players you like? I mean, there's a lot of good players, but I already mentioned oh. Banda and w- Colton Wilson. So, yeah, and the, the, there's a couple of those six eight, six nine, and center type guys. Um, I'll I'll pick out a guard. Uh, Rockford's Edgardo Bates was almost 27 points a game yep. last year, and and he's going to get the green light for sure with Blake uh, with Blake going out and taking some of his points per game with him. And like you were mentioning, they'll probably put one of their uh, glue guy freshmen in there to to crank up that scoring output even higher. Uh, yep. I like Bates to just go nuts. Yeah. And man, I'd really love to see uh, Jeremiah Mitchum take a step forward. He led mm-hmm. their team last year with sixteen point seven points per game, um, but I think he can do more. I think he's an incredible player, and you know maybe he's not going to be the scorer, but he's he's the one that gets the other the opposing team's best matchup every game. You know, right. and um, yeah, they really rely on him for a lot. I think I'm excited to see what he can do this year. Yeah, he draws a ton of fouls too, doesn't he? He's yeah. over four free throws a game, so that's important. Mm-hmm. Yep. For sure. Cool. Well, that should be a good group. Thanks for listening. We'll be back soon talking about the rest of the groups.